0: Welcome to the UOWP. This is our wrestling podcast. This is Dave along with Jess. That's not true. Okay, and Craig. Liar. All right, then. Bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. And now on to our topic today, the history of the NWA WCW US Championship. Hit us up on Instagram at owp 2019 click on Linktree. You can find us on several platforms, including Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. And anything that we talk about is inspired by the WWE Network. So do yourself a favor and get your free month today to watch anything WWE, WCW, ECW, and more. That title was long. Thanks, Jess, for that. You're welcome. Whatever. God, so angry. It's late on the West Coast, which means it's even later on the East Coast. So, guys, this will definitely be a filler episode. What do you say? Apologize to your six fans in advance. (laughs) What a
1: douche. They know that New Jersey, we have hundreds, apparently.
2: Yeah, shout out to Bergen. (laughs) Bergen. (laughs) Whoever's listening to North Bergen, thank you. Yeah, you're awesome, You're the best. Like, seriously. Thank you for listening.
1: We uh, didn't know this championship's important. You shut up uh, with me yeah. I will. I will
0: shut up. Uh, this over my ass. The,
1: uh, this <laughs> this title is actually still around today. The WWE adopted this title when they bought WCW, and they still have the WWE US uh, Championship, which I did not cover. I stopped at the sale of WCW because I wanted to talk about a boot. Uh, The real championship. Listen, Whoa. WWE, they don't know what they're doing with fucking titles and shit right now. They just have to have a couple on each brand and there you go. So I'm glad they keep the legacy alive. But at the same time, to me, the legacy died in 2001 uh, when the company was bought. So this covers everything from the beginning up until the sale of WCW.
0: Ooh, that sounds like a lot of info. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I
1: mean, it's do you yes do
2: you you view it? It's it's the NWA's Intercontinental Championship, right? You view it yes. at the same level or it's, a, a, more exactly. prestige
1: in its own um, way, or no? It's kind of hard to to not say the Intercontinental Championship's like the uh, the bigger one, you know, because it's been around longer, obviously. But I mean, really, how how long has it been relevant? You know, Intercontinental Championship hasn't been really relevant for a while, um, right? But uh but n- no titles have, to be honest. Like over the last ten years, they've really just
0: how kind of how dare away. you?
1: Um, so I really just wanted to capture, like, the soul of this championship, which was the early years and stuff. And there's some big names that held it uh, on their road to becoming legendary heavyweight champions. So it's a, this is a very important championship in the lineage of a lot of wrestlers' careers. A
0: lot. <clears throat> All right. Well, we're going to jump into the mid-Atlantic years. The NWA United States Championship was created for the NWA Mid-Atlantic Territory on January 1st, 1975. Nothing like New Year's Day to kick off a new title, right?
1: Two years before I was born.
0: Oh, my. Harley Race became the first champion by defeating Johnny Weaver. Sounds like a sitcom. In the tournament final. It's always a tournament. Do we know if it
2: was a real tournament? I'm assuming it was real.
1: I, I would assume yes. I think WWE likes to pull that chicanery, but I'll yeah. believe, I'll believe in Atlanta. They, they, yeah. they, they, sold, tic- they sold
0: tickets for that. They show.
1: actually went to Rio de Janeiro and did
0: the fucking turn. <laughs> there you go. Johnny Valentine defeated Harley race on July 3rd of 1975. However, his reign only lasted 93, 93 days due to a plane crash. Oh my, that ended his career. This was on the same plane crash that Ric Flair was actually on that broke his back, um, which is why we all speculate that Ric Flair always fell on his side um, going forward since his plane crash, whenever he took any kind of major back body drops or suplexes, things like that. Uh, the title would change hands numerous times over the next two years. On July 29th, 1977, I'm days old here. Ric Flair defeated Bobo Brazil. Is that right? Oh, come on, Dave. How do you
1: not know Bobo Brazil?
0: I'm sorry for the US title. This would begin Rick's first of five US title reigns. He and Ricky Steamboat would begin their storied feud over the title and would switch it back and forth over the next two years. So
1: and most people remember them from their NWA championship wars, but they actually Feuded for a, quite a bit here for the U.S. Championship. So Steamboat and Flair's rivalry was born over a feud of the United States Championship, which they both traded back and forth.
0: Almost. What are you going to say now about the cuts of Ricky Steamboat? Come on. You got to admit, and what about the headline in the seven and That's perfect. Now, that's, that's it. That's it. It's all over. It. The man will never get off the floor. The man will never come, wait a minute He'll never get off the floor But he's coming back And he's coming And Flair's eye Yeah, that's pretty cool I mean A lot of people think about Ricky, You know, WWE And switching later, but he was He was back and forth quite a bit And him and Flair had a lot Of feuds, even before Like world title Nostalgia, right?
1: Yeah, and I'm and I'm jumping around a bit here too. I try to keep it in chronological order as much as I can here, but I mean, there's been a lot of US champions, but like I'm I'm jumping up and down here too to the notable feuds and matches that come <clears throat> from it.
2: Yeah. I'm I'm trying to wrap my head around cuz I just always remember Flair and the NWA champion like who's got the belt in 1977 if Flair uh, and and Steve I
1: believe it, I believe it was Race. Okay, I, I'm I, sure I thought race. I thought
0: race and and Dusty were kind of feuding at this time. Am I, am I crazy? It, it could now? very
1: well be. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. But, but race crazy. is the main the main yeah. stronghold.
2: And that was only two years. I mean, race won the the first one, first champion. So it's um, uh, two years later, elevated to to champion. Yeah, to world champion. I mean, it's the t- they're testing it out, right? They're, yeah, Har- the- in,
0: in the south. Harley race is definitely dominated at this point uh, to, to the rocket side. So. At least from what I see, and then, you know Flair's in the come-ups, and when Flair won the actual world title, it was kind of like this is it for for a long time. It's 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 what the crowd wanted. You could see it. So Flair becoming a multiple champion over time was was just meant to be. Um, on January twenty first of nineteen eighty one, Roddy Roddy Piper would defeat Rick Flair. Come on, to, man. Oh, come on, man. To defeat Ric Flair and win the U.S. title. Piper was the current San Francisco United States champion, you know, the San Francisco treat. And then two would merge into the NWA undisputed United States title. That's a mouthful. The San Francisco territory treat. (laughs) I just got such a wacky belt. You're no gonna take from
2: me,
1: man. The San Francisco. Oh, United we're going out of business. Oh, <laughs> man, I would have merged them together. Undisputed, <laughs> man. But Where's my the,
0: that territory, closes doors shortly after the title change. So it was a good merger. As well. All right, man. Then, then we I'm get a Bakersfield World Champion <laughs> man. Well, no. <laughs>
1: We get to <laughs> we'll have the North Riverside County United States
0: champion. Motherfucker. Oh, Riverside oh, County right, is right.
1: not San Francisco. Stuff. Yeah, we're shutting down. we are close the door. All right. No, oh, shut
0: fine. down. Oh, I hope you all enjoy it. It
1: was good while it lasted. But the, um, the little infancy here with the Mid-Atlantic, now it's, it's primarily now in the Crockett territory after this, you're going to get to. So now it's the United States Championship, NWA United States Championship, like we all have known.
0: Yeah, so we get into the NWA Crockett Promotions exclusive. Wahoo McDaniel, I, you know, I heard he broke his leg somewhere, but that's another story later, would win the title on five occasions between 1981 and 1985 until losing it to Magnum TA, who a lot of us would believe if he didn't get in a car accident would have been one of the greatest champions of all time. On March 23rd of 1985, it was shortly after that, that the historic feud between Tully Blanchard and Magnum TA would begin over that same US title. Oh, okay. You you got you yeah, you know, you're picking up on the money down here.
2: I can see this the brutality of this match as a as a kid seeing this on videotape. That
0: ooh, yeah. Stark 85, Magnum defeated Tully to regain the US title in the still cage. I quit match. This match, this day, I could
1: still watch it to this day. It's one of, it's probably my favorite U.S. title match. The violence that they did with the chair and the way they ended it <clears> was amazing. Like this match, so is easily you could go back and watch it now. I'm, it's so label it,
0: label it here. Starrcade '85, Magnum T.A. would defeat Tully to regain that title. To this day, many would consider this match to be one of the greatest U.S. title matches ever.
2: And don't worry, there's no blood in this match, so don't worry about that if you're queasy <laughs> about fine. blood. It's, it's just fine. a good old, good old mat wrestling
0: chain I, thing. It's good. Yeah, a still cage, I quit, almost never ends in blood, so it's, <laughs> it's good. It's good, right? On August 17th of 1986, a Nikita Koloff would defeat Magnum in a best of seven series of matches to win the championship. That's kind of a cool. The of seven, it doesn't come up too often. We see a lot a of people recently.
1: underplay Nikita's You know, he wasn't <clears> the <throat> best, like cleanest wrestler in there. But Nikita was around a while, like especially in the Crockett promotions here. Like he won t- the TV title, the U.S. Heavyweight Championship. Like Nikita was a big part. He won the tag titles with uh, uh, Ivan Koloff as well. So yeah. like he um like Nikita Koloff's been around. Like a lot of people kind of shit on his work ethic and stuff. And I don't know I don't know if that's very fair um to do, but Nikita was a big part of the title pitcher here back here in the Crockett promotions. He was a part of major feuds as well.
0: The the names that come in at this time are, are so familiar, it's so like, wow, that was that's kind of a different way I'd see that going. It all it all kind of depends on where they fall on Territory, you know, it all goes back to V at the end of the day, right? Where territories die. But you see all these big names, you wonder where they fall and where they're gonna carry into to to major to major um events, you know, going forward. So this US title kind of gives you a good telltale tape of that. It's it's interesting because well, we're thinking about this guy, but is he is that person gonna make it to the next level? And that's that's what these titles are really all about, right? So Oh, my goodness. On July 11th of 1987, Lex Luger would join the Four Horsemen and win his first of five United States championships between 1987 and 1990, totaling 950 days. And my question is why? I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) His most notable was his second reign, which lasted 523 of said 950 days.
1: Lex Luger was, like, a dominant U.S. champion. Like, he he was young when he won his first one, but Lex Luger was, I always remember him as U.S. Champion. As a matter of fact, yeah, I know it's got a lot of lineage to it and everything, but when people say, the way I grew up, I started watching wrestling in the late 80s. When people say U.S. champion, I automatically think of Lex Luger. Like... <laughs> He dominated yeah, that champ and he was over as shit, by the way. If anybody doubts, I know his in ring work was questionable, especially when he got older in the NWO years. Like he was still over as fuck, by the way, during the Monday Night Wars, but his wrestling skills had declined greatly. But uh Luger back here, there was something to him. Like he he hit his clothesline's a little stiffer back here. He Luger was good. Like he looked ish good, with the, belt, yeah. he looked good shoots, with the belt too. He yes. looked, yeah. Like yeah. Luger was not like a master wrestler or anything like that. I will never stick up for his in-ring prowess or whatever. But
0: his look. He's the he, WCW ultimate warrior at this point.
1: Yeah, literally. he was. He looked amazing with belts and every it, just the way his, his long hair. He was always in amazing shape. Uh, tan, like Lex Luger, like looked the part for sure. And he was you a dominant.
2: Make, he can make his titties go. He like, can bounce, Whoa, bounce right, his titties right, up right. and
1: down uh, I, opposite I, I, of I, each other. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, obviously, as is they do, uh, yeah. but no, <laughs> like it, you know what I mean? Like, and the fact that he, for total, for over 900 days, like, that's fucking <clears throat> crazy. Luger was a U.S. title staple from that 87 to 90. Absolutely,
0: no, th- this is a really interesting statement that you have here on the nose chest at the Great American Bash in 1991. Lex Luger would vacate that U.S. title after winning the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. From Barry Windham, but he technically didn't win it from Barry Windham. It was a number one versus number two contender match to fill the vacated title after Ric Flair had left to WWF. What's interesting about this, I want to make sure people understand, Barry Windham never won the WCW world title. Am I right? Correct. He won the NWA title one He time. won the...
1: the- NWA version when it came back for its second go
0: exactly which is still like it's an atrocity to me but (laughs) for another day but that's interesting that Luger beat Wyndham so Wyndham was at that level to a lot of people but still nobody felt that they could put the title on Wyndham
1: well and I went over Wyndham a little bit too Wyndham was U.S. champion in 1988 and had a notable feud with Dusty Rhodes uh, but again, like you know, it was just one reign for Wyndham and everything, and that's again. I'm just I'm hitting the highlighted the the big people that mean something to this title. Sure. But Wyndham was a Wyndham was a good U.S. champion too.
0: break this back. Um, oh, wow. Oh, where did I go? So after that, basically Luger w- withdrawal from that title. And then the title was renamed the WCW United States Championship. So the switch from here is WCW under Turner for that same title. On August 25th of 1991, Sting would defeat Steve Austin in a tournament final to become the new WCW United States champion. Rick Rude would defeat Sting at Clash of Champions 17 to win that title. His reign lasted 378 days and it would be his only run with the U.S. title. So one straight I, run I rem- over a year.
2: I remember that run f- fondly too. Uh, and loving
1: Rude with the belt also. Yeah, like it, you know everybody loves rude from WWF and he was IC <clears> champion for a little bit. He was sort of just kind of an in-betweener of title runs for the warrior. But, uh, I loved, I think Rick Rude's career in WCW was better for him than anything that he ever did in WWF because they let him be him. He got to wrestle a little bit more snug. He got to be a little bit more of a real, like
0: he was kind of a tough
1: heel, like, you yeah, know, yeah. with WWF, he was a coward. Well,
0: he, he gets great matches with Ricky Steamboat, Dustin Rhodes.
1: Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's great stuff. And and then after winning that title in a tournament, Dustin Rhodes would be defeated by Steve Austin at Starcade of 93. The Masters a two out of three falls. Austin will win it in two straight falls. So they had some stake in Austin at this point. A lot of people. And felt, also,
2: yeah. uh, sorry to interrupt, but You're Rick Rude, in addition to the U.S. title, also holds the highest elevation uh, per average
1: backdrop. Yes, for sure. And he So no, over- nobody goes it- higher. He yeah. would over rotate and knee himself in the face too. He yeah, break his nose often. Aww. Fun
0: fact. Yeah. Oh. So on August twenty fourth, that's oh, my pop's birthday. Nineteen ninety four.
1: Austin also too. Like yeah, the the feud that R- uh, Steamboat had with Rude and then Rude had it with Dustin, they were great. Like that year and a half span that Rude was kind of U.S. champion, trading it back and forth. Like he was, they, they he had really good matches with them. It was awesome.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And then on August 24th of 94, Steamboat would defeat Steve Austin in a classic match at Class of Champions 28. That was great. That match was fucking fantastic. He got him. I do not believe it.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, the winner and new United States heavyweight champion, Ricky the Dragon Steve.
0: Austin won the title back, though, by forfeit at Super Bowl 94 on September 18th due to Steamboat being unable to defend the title due to a career-ending back injury. Seconds later, Hacksaw Jim Jugga would make his debut and defeat Austin for the title. Just doesn't
1: sound right. that's yeah. <laughs> Didn't did know what they had.
0: Yeah, with it,
2: Duggan, I know he should have been <laughs> world
1: the, champion. Duggan's the best, bro.
0: <laughs> After defeating Duggan at Star 94, Vader of all people would be stripped of the United States title on March 25th of 95 by Commissioner Dick Buck Oh Dick. <laughs> Sorry. Uh Nick Bachwinkle. Due to Vader continuously attacking wrestlers and <laughs> officials.
1: Just a goddamn menace, that Vader. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you moonsault that ref one more time. We're going gonna to strip that belt for you. Yeah, that's it.
0: That's it. Uh, oh, what
2: does. he do? He moonsaulted. It.
0: So there was a tournament, as always. Sting and Ming would tail it up, but Sting would defeat Ming in that final to win his second U.S. title at the Great American Bash on June 18th of 19. 19- Ninety-five. Uh, Craig was in college. We were seniors at that time, enjoying the summer. To give you a, a bit of an age yeah. nostalgia. Day. Yeah, that's my birthday, June eighteenth. Oh, baby! Happy Aww. birthday! <coughs> <coughs>
2: Thanks, Sting.
0: Sting won the title for you. Thanks, Sting. Yeah. Good for you. The title would flop around for the next couple of years, but the people that would be notable for these titles at the time would be DDP. He would defeat Kurt Haining for the title of Stark in 97. And then also in December of of 97, uh, Goldberg defeated Raven for the United States Championship on April 28, 1998. nitro not even a pay-per-view i get so mad about this stuff but this would begin goldberg's meteoric rise to the world uh title later that summer he would defeat hollywood hogan to win the wcw world heavyweight championship on july 6 1998 that's my birthday three months later yeah wow and then that title would be vacated on the u.s side Bret Hart would come in and defeat DDP on Monday night, July 20th, 1998 to capture his first WCW United States title. Scoop my heat. (laughs) 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 Trying to scoop my heat. NBA champion Great. sid viciously would defeat crispin Watt to win his first u.s title in fall brawl of 99 until wcw went out of business the u.s title became an afterthought with very few notable moments they were in a lot of trouble here Jesse. yeah yeah they were just they didn't know what they were fucking doing like at this point <laughs> we've talked about it so much
1: yeah yeah, WCW was in a world of hurt in, after, in the 1999 area until they went out of business. So they just kind of threw it on whoever they could.
0: Yeah, there, there are some bright spots here and there. Scott Steiner would win the title on April 16th, uh, 2000, and Lance Storm would win it on July 18th of 2000. He would put a Canadian sticker on the face of the belt to cover the American flag and call it the Canadian Championship. Good for you. I don't remember that, but that actually sounds Yeah, fun. Lance Storm, I
1: really enjoyed his run. Like <clears throat> he held the WCW Hardcore, the WCW Cruiserweight, and the WCW US title all at the same time. And he put uh, uh Canadian stickers on all of them. <laughs> uh, it was I'm, awesome. Like yeah, it was really good.
0: I'm just saying, like, there's we're gonna have a, a segment probably since of of underrated wrestlers, and I think that I <laughs> I really do think that Landstorm storm kind of, there
1: was only few bright spots of the downfall of WCW. And I, I really enjoyed Landstorm. storm. Like during that storm is
0: incredible. I, I, yeah. I think, I think people, if, if you don't understand wrestling, you're trying to figure out like the dynamics and the foundation of it. I think Lance storms can really, he can really bring that to light. Just, just go back and dig on a couple of the storm matches. You you'll be impressed. The, the guy could grapple. He could, he can go. He can do the ring work, and then he can do the aerial work. He was pretty. He's pretty much a all around. You know, I want to say above average wrestler. And and yeah, he was
2: great. a he was a heart dungeon <coughs> graduate, right? Yes, he yeah. trained with yes,
0: okay, yeah. The boy, the boy was stretched, and he he made it through. It's good to go. Um, yeah. So yeah, Lance Storm is a is a hidden hidden gem. You need to do all. Dig up some matches on that storm if you if you don't know who he is. Uh, Booker T was the last recognized WCW U.S. champion when the company was bought on March 18th, 2001. That was the final Monday Nitro. He would defeat Scott Steiner for the WCW Heavyweight Championship and hold both belts at the sale of WCW. two titles, Get him all the hardware, he's the man, and he is just that, what a great way to put it, Booker T has added another run as World Heavyweight Champion, make it four times, he's the U.S. King and the World King, he is Booker T. Do you have to give one any of them up, guys, can't remember.
1: Uh When he went to WWE, he was noted that he had the U.S. title, and I think he just gave it to Chris Canyon. <laughs> and Chris Canyon took it from there.
0: Well, that was well done. Great. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Chris. It was, it was super generous. Yeah. But
1: I stopped it there because, like, once WWE was bought, look, I know they've had the uh, you know, WWE United States Championship for years now, like as is one of their secondary titles on one of their brands. But I don't know, man. I don't really I didn't really want to talk about that in this episode. I wanted to talk about the US champion that we grew up with and that started a little bit before that. So the history ended there. I put some fun facts here. And one fun fact before you read the rest, Dave, that I forgot yeah. was Sting was two-time United States Championship. Fun fact is, both of his United States championships were won from tournament finals.
0: Oh, Boom. Yeah, so he never defeated the he never the defeated a champion. current
1: champion. He all, both Sting's U.S. title reigns were came in, uh, from beating Austin. And uh, ninety one, I want to say it was, if I remember what you said back then. Mm-hmm. And then he defeated Ming in ninety five at Great American Bash for. The I think that's US harder.
0: Sting's my hero. He had to fight his way up a tournament. So he fucking come on, man! Shit. That's 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 Macho Man times two. What? And Sting has just been <laughs> <It's> big. <laughs> Sid Vision. So I, for, I forgot to put that fun fact in the fun fact. <clears throat> that is here. a good one. So. Uh, more fun facts here about the championship. Johnny Valentine on July 3rd of 75 and Greg Valentine on November 4th, 1982, were the first father and son Whoa. to hold that championship. Greg the Valentine se- was Johnny Valentine's son?
1: Yes. No. I,
0: yeah.
2: I had no idea. Yeah. I thought they were like fake Valentine names. Fake Valentine's? Wow. No.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. That. My, second, my mind is blown with that. Uh, father, son. <laughs> For Black Jack Mulligan, he took it in March of seventy six, and Barry Windham on May th- of nineteen eighty eight, and the third were Dusty Rhodes with Dustin Rhodes, so November of eighty seven to January of ninety three. A lot of father son fun facts. Yeah, in that's US title there. It's quite a few combos. Yeah. Uh, second fun fact: Lex Luger, Ric Flair, and Wahoo McDaniel. I'm sorry, jeez, and Bret Hart have five reigns. The Bret Hart one is probably the most surprising. He has five U.S. title reigns in the WCW market, which is pretty incredible before they close shop. And we talked about this. Lex Luger has the longest combined days with 950, and the longest single reign with 523. Talked about it earlier. Snap not line to pick up an object. We've got to touch a torture rack. We've got to touch a torture rack. The only way he can save himself is he's going to nail Luger. He can! That ring that bell! Ring that bell! Oh, yeah! Lex Luger! What a win! The Wolfpack and Lex Luger have the United States Heavyweight title! What a win for Lex Luger! Over the hitman, I mean, Lex was, was trying to approach two years on that title hold.
2: That's an impressive stack, considering <laughs> yeah. from 1975 and the names that have held that. And Luger's the one that has the, the, the longest combined days. Yeah. And yeah, just it adds to your just your point of when you pitch your US title, it's Luger. That makes a lot of sense.
0: So a lot of time there. So Harley Race, Dusty Rhodes, Sting, Vader, Shane Douglas, and Booker T won the US title after they had worn the NWA WCW World Heavyweight Title. So it wasn't something that you just would never go back to. Yeah, Pretty it was the, they didn't
1: stuff. use it as a stepping stone. They won it secondary.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. And then Greg Valentine was the first wrestler to win both the U.S. Championship in 82 and the Intercontinental Championship from WWF in 1984. Mm. That's kind of cool.
2: I bet that list is pretty big of people that have held both U.S. and Intercontinental. Or maybe it's not, actually. Well,
0: once they've they've gone to
1: WWE, maybe. I mean, I can just think of Rude. I don't know. Steamboat? I mean,
0: well, could, could you...
1: Well, I and mean, now that I think about it, maybe Steamboat was the first. Well, no, well, because are, Steamboat, no, Steamboat won you, the Intercontinental Championship in '87. So are you Valentine talking about like
0: post-merger though with those titles? with WWE, because I think there's more after that. Is that weird? Yeah, I think just uh, a. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm
1: talking about yeah. No, no, I'm not. Yeah, but when, when
0: when because what Valentine did was go from one federation to the other, yeah, right? Yeah. And win those yeah, titles. Yeah. That's. And a then Steamboat
1: deal. did the Steamboat would do the same thing later. Rick would do the same thing later. Now you can yeah. just get switched from yeah, RAW to and win, and win yeah. the Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's a lot. I, like I said, I cut this off at the sale of WCW. No, I just want to make sure. That, I mean, yeah. the,
0: what, what Valentine did is pretty, pretty uh prestigious because it's two different organizations at that. Point.
1: Valentine's dad was Johnny Valentine. That's what I heard, <laughs>
0: heard about that. I heard. heard about that.
1: I think the second person, if I'm just thinking, uh it might have been Rick Rude later. That did that. That makes yeah. sense. It's no, possible. Uh, no, just kidding. Well, it was Steamboat. It was Steamboat. Well, Steamboat. You, what, won. what about the
2: reverse of it? Brad Hart. Can you go backwards? He won the Intercontinental. Yeah, Brad Hart. Then... It
1: would eventually do it later because he won the IC title in uh, '91 and then came in '98. If you count a legitimate, he was later. Split. He was later. But I mean, yeah, like yeah, I, the, Valentine yeah. was the first. Steamboat was the second, and then I want to say it was Rude. After that. And then uh, there might have been. There's a couple others. Brett being one of them.
0: It's interesting stuff. Wow. Lex Luger and Goldberg were the only two wrestlers to forfeit the United States title due to winning the World Heavyweight title. Booker T, Chris Benoit, Bret Hart, and Eddie Guerrero are the only wrestlers to win both. WCW and WWE versions of the United States title see and that's different so you have to be in the right place at the right time to do that when you know you're you're of peak performance of those wrestling periods right at the point of the the buyout of WCW where you won it in WCW and then you were able to win it again in the WWE era right Jess? yes correct. That's that's crazy Great. stuff, the 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 whole buyout in that time frame of like ninety ninety one, and the wrestlers that could come into that time frame, it is a very it's just a handful of people that were able to do that, because anybody that could have done it, they're like, I got this fat contract and I'm just gonna ride that out. I know I mean, people
1: now are like, oh well, you know it's it's because now more than ever, everybody knows it's all a show. I mean, you always knew it back then when we were kids, but we pretended like it was real um stats meant everything to me like that's why i got the pwi magazines and stuff and we got the pwi 500s and the year-end issues stats meant everything to me because we treated it like it was a real sport because that helps suspend disbelief that helps you know with the imagination of it when you treat it like that so all these stats especially before the buyout because after the buyout it was just one show um but like before the buyout like stats were important like you know when Flair won the WWF title, you know, after reigning as NWA champion for all those years, like that meant something that was important. He was only the second guy to ever do that. And like, it just kind of, all that stuff meant something. So I love the fun facts of the U.S. championship before the buyout, because it was, and I did throw in a little uh, post buyout uh, stuff there with that last fun fact of Booker T, Benoit, Hart, and Guerrero, the only wrestlers to win it, the WCW version of it, and the WWF version of it. Um, but yeah, like it's just kind of fun. I love stats. I love titles like this because they're important. And back yeah. here, this meant everything. Like this was the second biggest championship besides <laughs> the NWA heavyweight championship.
2: Yeah, like a totally meaningless, but in uh, just talking about PWI, actually, we would take to heart and look at like the rankings of the top 10, even yeah. though I think they weren't provided and made up by the editors of PWI, but like it would have the champion and then the, the top contenders under that. And like yeah, in the U.S.,
1: the, the Intercontinental Champion was always the number one contender to the WWF mm-hmm. Championship, which it's kind true. of never made any sense. No, and they're the, never going to. Yeah. And the WCW-US Championship was the number one contender to the WCW slash NBA Heavyweight Champion. But it was always like, why are they the number one contender? They never challenge because they, they wear a secondary t- title. Sometimes they did, but it was rare. Right. So that's it. Uh, see, it was very quick this episode. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. Take us home, Dave. I, it, it was shorter It was shorter than the title, to Dave's point.
0: <laughs> whoa. whoa. <laughs> you son of a bitch. All right. Hit us up on Instagram at OW2019. Click on Linktree, and you can find us on several platforms, including Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast. And anything we talk about is inspired by the WWE Network. So do yourself a favor and get your free month today to watch anything wwe wcw ecw and more this is dave jess and craig with the owp signing off have a good one